welcome to Sock Talk from Orange Socks, where we discuss topics affecting people with disabilities. I'm your host, Dr. Gerald Neviger. Today's episode is concerning international adoption of children with disabilities. I'm grateful to the U.S. State Department and Caroline Adoption Services for the facts and figures, as well as conversations I had with the CEO of Reese's Rainbow and Keisha and Chris, a wonderful couple who adopted two children with Down syndrome from the Ukraine. According to the U.S. State Department, international adoption is one of their highest priorities. They state they believe it should be an option for children in need of permanent homes when it is in the best interest of the child and domestic solutions have been given due consideration. Each year, thousands of U.S. citizens adopt children from other countries. In fact, since 1999, over 250,000 children have been adopted from abroad. And can you imagine how many were adopted before that time? International adoptions can be expensive. There's an organization called Reese's Rainbow that can help. They have helped over 2,000 children with disabilities get adopted in the U.S. I asked their CEO, Michelle, a while back on the phone to tell a little about them. Reese's Rainbow has been around for about 12 years now. It was founded by Andrea Roberts, who has a son with Down syndrome, whose name is Reese, which is where the name comes from. And when Reese was born, she was brought back into the hospital to talk to other parents who were dealing with diagnoses. That's kind of what led to the founding of Reese's Rainbow, was the advocating for and trying to find families for these children, and then trying to find the funds to offset the cost of international adoption. Because adoption is expensive, domestic, international. But then when you're adopting a child with special needs who's sitting in an orphanage, you need to get them home. All of these things that we can provide here that they're not getting over there, and money seemed to be the biggest barrier for families. In order to keep things moving and processing and get kids home quickly, that was a big need that Andrea saw too, was the funds need to be there. So that's what we do. We help families fundraise, we advocate for waiting children, and we help families bring children home. What a great organization. And if you are interested in adopting a child with a disability, be sure and check them out at reesesrainbow.org. Michelle told me how the process works. On our website, which is reesesrainbow.org, we have a whole series of different listed children. They're not really specifically labeled which countries they're in, so people need to contact us if they need some more specific details and information. It's a great way to start and see children that are out there waiting. And then we would, if they say, oh, this is a child we're interested in adopting, we would then give them the information to the agency that listed that child with us. And then they could contact that adoption agency for more information on the process and the program and see if they qualify. I wondered about what kind of information someone would expect to find on their website. Countries, we do have children listed. We usually have at least like the child's age or year of birth, diagnosis information, and then a little blurb of information, whatever we have available on that child. Sometimes it's a lot, sometimes it's very minimal, but we try to get all the information that we have that we're allowed to share up there on the website. I ask about their grants and how that all works. We have different grant options for different children, particularly for older children like that are 10 and up or 6 to 9 with Down syndrome in particular. We do have a grant fund for older children with other special needs as well, which is also 10 and up. We actually have an amazing group of advocates. In our Facebook group, there's about 4,000 people. We have 
some amazing advocates in there who will put together a matching grant or put together a fundraiser or put together all sorts of different support for families in process. So it's really cool to see. A while back, I had the opportunity of interviewing adoptive parents Keisha and Chris, who a while after their daughter Bree, who happens to have Down syndrome, was born, decided to adopt. They have a great story that I want you to hear. After Bree was born, she was a couple years old, and we wanted to have more kids, and so we started trying to add to our family and had a couple miscarriages, and one was later on, really a harder one. Um, our third miscarriage. And after that, we kind of just thought, what are we supposed to be doing? You know, where's our family supposed to be going? We just felt like something was missing still. So that was kind of when the adoption thought came to mind. But when we brought it up, you know, we thought, well, why would we adopt? We can still technically have our own children biologically. So we kind of, you know, pushed it aside a little. And as we started opening our minds to that a little bit, we found a picture of our now daughter, Mia on the internet and she was living in an orphanage in Ukraine and I think one of the reasons that her story grabbed us was because she was the same age as our daughter who had Down syndrome. She also had Down syndrome but she was given away because of Down syndrome. She was given up at birth just for that reason. As soon as her parents found out that she had that they left her at the hospital and never looked back. And so she spent four and a half years in an orphanage, not being allowed to play outside, not being allowed to really even get out of a crib for very long, not being able to communicate or express her thoughts. And as I look back at that, I think that, you know, not only did I immediately feel like she was supposed to be with my family, I also had an additional um, attachment because I knew what this meant, you know, that she had Down syndrome and that that could have been my child that was suffering and alone merely because she was a little bit different. And so had we not had Bree in our lives, we wouldn't have had those same connections to this little girl. So we adopted her in 2011 and brought her home in Eastern European countries. When they turn four or five, they're transferred from the baby orphanage to an adult mental institution. So she was just a couple weeks away from, from that. And they decided to hold on to her because we were coming. So with her, it was really a, we really felt pressed to get to her, to keep her from, from that future. And so, we brought her home in the summer of 2011. Then last year, so we thought we were good. We had six girls and two with special needs. And then last year, we, I started to feel a little bit differently again and started to feel some feelings pulling me towards adoption. And long story short, those feelings led us to another little boy in Ukraine. He was also given up at birth because of Down syndrome. And when we found him, he was 10 months old and living in an orphanage as well. His story was a little bit different and we had a neat experience getting to learn more about his story and meet his birth mom when we traveled to get him. His birth mom would have kept him. And I remember she said to me, when he was born and they told her that she could not keep him, her husband said she had to choose between 
this child with Down syndrome and him and her other son. And mostly because of the culture there. There's not resources, there's not acceptance of any kind. It's really just black and white. If you have a child with Down syndrome or a special need, you give them to the orphanage. That's just, you know, how the, the thinking is. And so she had a really hard time with that. And, and she said, I kept thinking to myself, why didn't I know before that he had Down syndrome? And why didn't I know when I was pregnant with him? And, and she said, now looking back, I realize it was because I probably would have aborted him and not chose to keep this child and, and to now see that he is so capable and that he has the chance to be in a family. And she loved him a lot and, and knew that she couldn't provide what he needed. And so she left him at the hospital and prayed every day that someone would, would come find him. And so that's how we found him. I have interviewed many people who have adopted children with disabilities from orphanages in other countries. And while their stories are different, the outcomes are the same. They all count the child among their many blessings. A couple of years ago, I had the opportunity of going to Bulgaria and Armenia to visit orphanages. My role there was specifically focused on children living there with disabilities. Both of these countries work hard to have as many children adopted as they can in country. These children are well taken care of medically and live essentially in institutions. No one, including the Bulgarians and the Armenians, believe that is the best place for them. All children need to be raised in a home. Unfortunately, children with disabilities aren't considered adoptable in these countries. About having a child with Down syndrome, Chris adds a moving comment. In our old neighborhood where we lived, there was a little boy that had Down syndrome that we knew before Bree was born. We were good friends with our family and he was he was probably about 16 years old or so when Bree was born. And and after after Bree came home and, and I remember them, they came over to visit us one day, came in our house and they had brought, so the, the mom and dad were there and then they brought one of their oldest daughters who was probably early 20s. And it, she... <laughs> She, when they walked in, she immediately turned to her mom and said, so are you going to tell them? Or do you want me to tell them how lucky they are? And it really is, you know, at the time we didn't understand that. But now I think we, we do. We understand, you know, how, how lucky we were that the Brie came into our lives. They feel the same way about their adopted children with Down syndrome. This sentiment is shared by hundreds of parents who, while they are often recognized as being a blessing to the child they adopted, readily acknowledge that it is rather them and their other children who have been blessed. If you have a heart for adoption, and especially to adopt a child with disabilities, I encourage you to seek a reputable adoption agency that is Hague accredited. Like Carolina Adoption Services, although they are located in North Carolina, they work all across the country. I strongly encourage you to go to their website at carolinaadoption.org for all kinds of additional information. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to this episode. Orange Socks is an initiative of Rise Incorporated, a nonprofit organization dedicated to supporting and advocating for people with disabilities. Follow Orange Socks on Facebook and Instagram and visit our website, orangesocks.org, for more stories and to find national and local resources to help parents of children with disabilities.